Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And you know it is my absolute delight to bring you world-class speakers, motivational speakers, information givers each week. And today is no different. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Chris Heller, Chief Real Estate Officer of OJO Lab, oh, sorry, Ojo Labs, and former CEO of Keller Williams. Chris is known to be a charismatic, visionary leader with an extraordinary ability to build innovative, high-performing teams. So thanks for joining us today, Chris. Oh, Casey, thanks for having me. Always, uh, always great to chat with you. I always love it when I make new friends. So one of the first questions I like to ask is, how did we get connected? I'm sorry, I, how did we get? How did we get connected? Oh, how, how we got connected was uh, I was invited to speak at an organization that you're affiliated with, uh, Success North, North Dallas, and that was back in November. Yes. Uh, and that's where we, uh, that's where I got to meet you and, and meet that, that, uh, that great group of people that were together that morning. And, and I love, so the reason I asked that question is because I really want people to be intentional about their network, right? Because that's how we get, and I'm sure you can attest to this. I've got a question about that for you later, but it's so important that we are continuing to stretch out, build out that spider web of connections. And it's just like, you know, Success North Dallas is a great place to do that. But even the individual connections just, I mean, I met you because I knew Bill Wallace, you know? Well, here's Casey, just to, to drill down on that more and give a bit bigger example of that. I was connected to Bill Wallace to come and speak to that group um, by Greg Reed, who's the co-author of, of the book I wrote last year. I was introduced to Greg Reed on a podcast that I did about two years ago by a good friend of mine who I'd met back in 1997. So it's, it was a number of connections that led us to, to meeting and, and being able to speak here today. That is so beautiful. Who was your good friend? Do you mind sharing? His name is Martin Lopez in San Diego, oh. uh, who's also an author and, and a, a friend of Greg Reed's. And so he was a, a mutual friend that put Greg and I together. Well, and just so you know, Greg Reed is coming to speak at Success North Dallas in May. Oh, that's awesome. You guys will really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited about that. But we're not here to talk about Greg. Not yet. We'll talk about him later. <clears throat> and pardon me, I'm just getting over a pretty significant chest cold. So I will try not to cough all over you in this podcast. But so, Chris, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Because yours is a fascinating story. Well, I've, I've been in the real estate industry my entire adult life. I, I was a sophomore in college and got my real estate license for a summer job. And, and that, that turned into a, a long career in the, in the residential real estate uh, industry. I became an agent in uh, 1989 
was with a national nationwide company. I became one of the top 10 agents for that company in the nation. And in 2004, I joined Keller Williams. By 2009, I was the number one Keller Williams agent in the world. Um, the next year, I took an executive role with the company, and, and that role was to expand Keller Williams globally. Uh, so I started opening up Keller Williams around the world and did that for five years. And it had a lot of fun doing that and a lot of great adventures. Uh, and and after five years, they asked me to become the CEO of the company, which I, I obviously became. Um, I was there till I was there for about 13 years. I left in uh, middle of 2017. Um, had gotten really involved in technology and technology in the real estate space, really from the early 2000s. And so there were some companies that I was advising for and some companies I had invested in. Uh, Ojo was one of those companies that I was a early investor in. But when I left Keller Williams, I ended up meeting the founder of Loan Depot, which at the time was the second largest uh, non-bank lender in the country. And after several meetings uh, and, and talk about recruiting and hiring, that's a whole story in itself. But um, uh, I ended up joining them full time and became the CEO of a, a, their sister company called Mellow Home. Uh, after a few years there, uh, Ojo was, was uh, I was on the board of Ojo at the time and they were really going gangbusters and said, hey, we could use you full time. Would you consider joining us? And, and I said, sure, that would be fun. And, and, and I'm still here now and still on the board of other companies and advising other companies. So that's the, that's the quick story. That is amazing. I mean, in the fact that you were so willing to take that risk and make that pivot, you know, a little into more of the technology space, like you said, you started getting more involved with that, um, you know, later on. And what was there ever any fear around moving more towards technology? Um, you know, it wasn't so it wasn't around moving towards technology because, um, it was it, that was a necessity to do the to do the roles that I was in and to build the companies that I was tasked with building. Um, the the fear, if there was fear, and, I, and I'm just thinking, like, really, was it fear? And maybe it was at some level. Was just doing things that I hadn't done before, right? When I for 26 years, I had a top real estate team in in the country out of San Diego, and still have that team, by the way. Uh, but moving from that into an executive position and becoming the president of a global company and then becoming the CEO of a worldwide company, um, those were things I hadn't done before. And so I, it, it probably wasn't as much fear as it was doubt mm. and doubt like, why, why do they think I can do this? You know, why, why are they, why do they, what do they see that I don't see? And, um, and, and that was a question I asked myself multiple times, you know, laying in bed. And luckily, um, my wife who was laying next to me, um, would hear that question and say, well, this is why they see you. This is what they see. And they know that, that you, they know who you are they, they've seen what you've done and they know that you'll, if you can't do it, you'll figure out how to do it. And, and they know that you have integrity and all those things. And, and so that, you know, that, um, those are, I think, just some natural feelings that you have when you're stepping into a new role or a bigger role and, in, in um, and uh, so that was, again, was a fear, was a doubt, maybe a little bit of both. And, and how did you overcome that fear and take that step that you needed to take to step into the role? Yeah, you know, I was, um, it's funny you're asking about fear. I, I was speaking several years ago at a conference and, and actually my wife was there too. 
and someone from the audience said, Hey, why? And, and she was up on stage at, at this point and they said, um, Chris d doesn't seem like Chris has fear, you know, and, and he, he, does, he seems like a really fearless type person and leader. And she says, no, he has fear. He just moves through it really quickly. And, and I had never thought about that, but that's, I think that's true, right? If there's, if there is any fear, I, I run at it. I, I, I move through it fast and, um, and I don't sit back and I don't dwell on, I don't get impacted by it. I, I do what I need to do to, to get beyond it. So, um, it's, that's just worked, worked well for me. Um, and I don't, I don't like being at the effect of things. I like controlling things. And, and this gives me the ability to, to take control of, over the, that emotion or the situation. I love what you just said there about you get through it fast because, you know, there's a lot of times, even in my life, of course, everybody's life, where you've got a lot of that fear and doubt. And, you know, even starting a podcast, it was, there was a lot of fear and doubt. Like, is anybody going to listen? You know, what if nobody <laughs> listens? What if they do listen and they don't like it? You know, um, so I think that. And that's what sometimes you've just got to take that step, right? What is, uh, well, you, you, know, you don't, you don't have to take that step, but it's, it's, uh, as a, as an old mentor used to always say, what's your option, you know, oh. and you know, the option is not doing anything. Um, you know, so it's, it's funny starting the podcast or when I wrote my, the first book, um, you know, it's like, is anyone going to like this? Is anyone going to read it? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to have any impact on people? Um, which was the same feeling I remember having when we would have a party and wondering what if no one shows up, you know, <laughs> those type of things. Um, but those are just, that's, you know, those are the, that's the voices in our heads, not the reality. And, and the, the quicker that we can, can look at that. And, you know, a lot of times I've, I've, I've had a coach my entire since 1996, um, not the same coach, but different coaches mm -hmm. at different stages. And you know, I have a coach that I work with now. And, you know, one of the things that we've talked a lot about in the past is, you know, we have the feelings, we have the feelings we have, but those feelings are, are, are triggered by thoughts. And when you look at the thought that's causing that feeling, like, you know, can I do this? Is this podcast going to work? Or is it doing, who am I to write a book or those type of things? Then, you know, if, if you identify what the thoughts are that are causing that feeling, then you can say, okay, is it reality or not? Is there, is there truth to, to that thought or not? And many times it's not, it's just, you know, things that we get up in our, our minds. You know, that is so true. I just did a talk the other day um, about that very subject, but I, I even went a little bit further because, you know, our mind cannot stand to have gaps, right? And so if we don't know the whole story, our brain's going to fill in the story and it's probably not true, right? And so you're just bothering worry, doubt, and fear over something that's probably not even true. And so I'm just like, don't fill in the gaps. You don't need to fill in the gaps. No. You don't need the whole story, you know? No. There's, uh, there's a, um, another thing I remember hearing a long time ago is, um, you know, you, you, can, you can stay in your head or you can stay in action. And staying in action is what is what causes progress and, and things to move. Absolutely. Okay, so you moved to Ojo Labs. Tell me what is Ojo Labs? What makes it so unique? What encouraged you to fight through that fear really fast to get there? Yeah. So the um, so what we are we're a, a real estate technology company. 
uh, we own a, a real estate search portal called Movoto.com, which is one of the top five search sites in the country. And we meet millions of consumers every month, um, 25 to 30 million. And, and we help those consumers with their real estate needs. So if they need to be connected to a real estate agent, we make those introductions or to a loan officer, um, whatever, wherever they are in that real estate journey. Um, that's, that's the business we're in. And that sounds like a very simple business, but like, it, like most things, the devil's in the detail. And there's a lot of technology that was developed to, to facilitate those introductions, those relationships, and uh, a very talented team that, that keeps a lot of people going to our site to, to look at real estate. Uh, what what caused me to come here um, and what attracted me initially were the, the founders of the company. Um, I was the CEO of Keller Williams at the time and when, when we met and we really hit it off. And, and one of the things I've learned as time has gone on is that who I do things with is, is more important than what I do. Thank um, you for saying that. Yeah, um, it is, it is, it is one of the, just the most important things we, um, you know, we get one, we get one ride on this, on this ride that we're <laughs> on and the quality of the relationships, the quality of our life, the quality of the work dynamics are, are super important to me and things that, that, uh, at this stage, I, I'm not going to sacrifice or, 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 um, can be bought into, in a situation that's not that. So these were, these were the type of people that I, you know, would like to spend time with, like the, like the to attack big challenges with and, 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 you know, be spending a lot of time with if, if I'm going to be working with them. So the individuals is what tra attracted me first. The second was, you know, were we doing something? Was the company doing something that I felt could be impactful? Because that's another piece that's really important. Right? I, I, I've learned that I don't do well in a situation where I'm not making a big impact or doing something. So the company has to be able to make a big impact. And then I have to feel like with what I'm doing, I'm making a, a big impact or an oversized impact. Uh, and so those are sort of the ingredients that, that need to be there for me to say, yeah, this is, this is something I want to do and something that, that I can help with. I, I think that's beautiful. And I think you are making a huge impact. And I, I, can, I remember hearing that in your voice when you were uh, speaking at Success North Dallas. And, you know, and by the way, if people want to hear his speech at Success North Dallas, you can go to uh, successnorthdallas.com and go under videos and his speech is up there for you to review if you just don't get enough of him today on the podcast. But I, you know, you've worked your way up, you know, to chief real estate officer. You were the former CEO, like the big guy for Keller Williams. What strategies helped you to get where you are now in your career? Um, yeah, that's a really interesting question because I don't, I didn't have a specific strategy because I didn't have a specific goal of, of being the CEO of this company or being the leader of that company or, or being in the role that I'm in. What I did have was a, a knowing and the knowing was that if I got results that were, were out of the ordinary, um, that, that would create opportunities. And what has happened throughout my career from early on to, to this day is if I get results that are extraordinary, then it creates opportunities that are out of the ordinary. And so all of the, all of the opportunities that have come my way or, or, um, were a result of me getting results that were over and above what would be considered average or normal. 
That is awesome. And I, so, and, and I know we, t this has probably been talked about ad nauseum, but I do want to ask you this, how important do you feel mindset is? I think it's, um, I think it's probably the single most important thing. I, I really do. I think it's probably 90% of what it takes to be successful is our mindset and, and mindset is a big topic, but it's, you know, it's having a strong mindset. It's having that positive mindset. It's having that, you know, um, it's, it's, it, it, it plays a role in, in grit. It plays a role in how resilient we are. It plays a role in, in, you know, our stamina and all those, all those important things that, that, um, that impact your, your ability to, to achieve things and be productive and, and to operate at a high level. So yeah, Casey, I, I think mindset is, is the single most important thing. The challenge that people have is, is not, not knowing that, right? People, I think generally know that, but it's, it's like, how do you develop that? And, um, and a lot of people haven't, haven't figured out how to do that or haven't taken the time to slow down and say, okay, how do I, how do I develop a really great mindset or a strong mindset? And, and that's, that's frankly, what the little story that we wrote about the business parable in dominant thoughts is really, a, is, is about that as much as it is anything. Well, I, I think you probably know I'm a huge proponent of, you know, mindset. I call it tending your inner landscape, right? Because if you don't clean up the clutter in your own yard, you never know when you're going to go in there and trip over some tool. But if you have a nice, quiet Zen garden in your mind, then it's, you may still trip over that tool, but you're probably going to see it coming. You'll see it coming and you'll get up a lot faster and yes. get back on track quicker. Yeah. And I, and I think that is so, so important. Whenever I am coaching or mentoring with young professionals, um, you know, that's one of the first things that I have them do is sit down with themselves. And a lot of them don't like that. You know, they don't like to turn inwards and just really reflect and get that clarity that you're talking about. H how old do you think you were when you first started strengthening your mindset? You know, um, when I, when I got started this, I can tell you how this happened. I, I got started in real estate and I sort of got talked into getting into real estate and said, all right, I'll give it a try. This, I had a very persistent broker who spent three years recruiting me and, you know, and, and finally caught me at a weak moment. I said, all right, I'll do this. And when I got into it, I didn't really know what real estate was. Um, I wasn't, here's what I didn't know. I, I knew I wasn't the smartest. I know I didn't have the best personality. I knew I wasn't the most experienced. Like I didn't have any of those things, but I knew that, that I could work really hard. I knew I could work as hard or harder than most. And so that's how I won early on, but that'll only get you so far. And then I started to realize that, you know, especially in real estate where we're dealing with people's emotions and, and, and big decisions, that it was a, a bit of a roller coaster. And I would watch things happen to agents that would, that would just take them out of the game completely for days or weeks. You know, they have a, something went bad in a transaction or something happened with a client or, you know, there's always, you know, in life, there's all sorts of things that happen that are bad, right? And, and those can, can really be debilitating. Um, but because I was so focused and was so driven, I knew that I couldn't afford to do that. So I had to develop like a, a really strong mindset. In real estate, what I used to my advantage was having a lot of discipline around certain things. And some of those things were 
how, how efficient I was and how efficiently I used my time. So I had a schedule that I operated from, which was very uncommon at that time in, in this industry and operated like, like a business would operate or a, a business owner or a business person would operate in, a, in an industry where that wasn't the norm. And so I developed the discipline at a very high level of having and sticking to a schedule, which allowed me to accomplish a lot more than other people that were doing what I was doing and, and then, you know, achieve things that were a lot more than what others were achieving. But that all came around that, the having a, a disciplined mindset around certain activities, um, you know, and then that, that expanded, you know, be, having a really strong mindset around my sales skills, you know, because, you know, discipline and work ethic can get you so far, but then, you know, you need to develop skills at a really high level to, to keep advancing. So, you know, practicing every day for 26 years of selling homes when I was actively selling homes was something that I did. And that was very uncommon, but it was, again, part of that, that mindset. I, I think that is such a great explanation of how you get started in mindset. I'm curious, did you do any, um, like, automobile university or anything like that back in the day? But, um, I, there were, there was, there were things I did. So when I was really young, even before I got into real estate, I was like probably 20, 21 years old. I got invited to hear a speaker speak the first time I, it was a motivational speaker and it was in San Diego. Um, his name was Dr. Dennis Waitley. I remember the, I remember this vividly. I, I ended up somehow in the front row and he had written a book called The, um, the Psychology of Winning. And he was talking about that book and he had worked with Olympic athletes and astronauts and successful people. And, and, um, and that was a really impactful event for me. In fact, he, um, at one point during that talk, he said, I'm going to write 10 two letter words up on the board. And he turned around. It wasn't a whiteboard. It was a chalkboard at the time. <laughs> and uh, it, he wrote, if it is to be, it is up to me. 10 two-letter words. And when he wrote that up there, it was like a bolt of lightning hit me. And it was like, okay, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for everything that happens, good, bad, or ugly. I can control, you know, what's going to happen in my life. And, and I think I just took that and that's something that, uh, you know, to this day is, is, is still with me. Um, you know, is being able to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the ones that's going to dictate you know, the results that I get. And, and I'm going to be the one that's going to be responsible for, for making things happen. Uh, and if they don't, I'll be responsible for that too. And I think you just said something that's really key. I'm responsible. And I think once we own that we have that decision-making, we have that authority of, over our own mindset, we may not can control all the events around us, but we can control how we perceive them, how we react to them, and I think that is so important, yep. not just blaming everybody else for what doesn't go right in your life. Yeah. Or, or having, you know, what part of my mindset is I, I, I will never blame anyone or anything for what happens. You know, I will look in the mirror first and, and look at what role I played in it. Um, and that doesn't mean things don't happen, but I'm not going to be a victim about it. I, there, I don't oh. I have no tolerance for or victim language, victim talk, victim thinking. Um, so it's just having, you know, just having those standards, 
you know, for how you operate and, and that, that mindset. Uh, there's, there's another piece to it too. And that is it's, it's much easier to have a strong mindset when you, when you have a good attitude, it's much easier to have a good attitude when, when there's positive things around you or positive things that, that are, you're surrounding yourself with versus the option, right? The option is negative stuff. And, and really in our world, negative is sort of the default, right? If we, if we really listen to the, the noise out there in the yep. news, and sometimes the news is the noise and vice versa, um, it's mostly news. negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's negative stuff. There's negative stuff all around us in the world. And if we focus on that and whatever we focus on expands. So if we focus on that, that's what becomes the dominant thing. So I always operated, um, off the premise that there was a finite amount of space in, you know, between my ears. And I was going to make sure that I was filling that space with positive and limiting my exposure to the negative. So long ago, I stopped when there were newspapers, I stopped reading newspapers, um, you know, stopped watching news. Um, uh, what I am, I'm, I'm very mindful about what I listen to, what I watch, who I talk to, who I spend time with, who I surround myself with and make sure that I am uh, shielding myself from the negativity and f at the same time, filling it with, with positive things, right? Yep. The things I'm reading and listening to and people I spend time with and talking to. What book are you reading um, right that, now? Um, actually, I, you know, I have just downloaded about seven books in the last like 10 days because I keep keep seeing more that I want. I'm the um, same way. The, the one I'm finishing up right now, which is funny because it, that the title is going to not sound positive. Um, <laughs> It's called The End of the World is Really just, just the Beginning. Just the Beginning. That is a fantastic book. The End of the yeah. World is Just yeah. the Beginning. Oh, my gosh. Get yeah. ready to have the pants scared off of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's, uh, again, it's, it goes back to what, yeah, the option is to, to be prepared for things and, and look at where, for opportunities or to be impacted by them. Yep. No, I think it's a necessary read for sure. Yeah. For sure. He makes some real, I can't remember the author's name, but he makes some really good points in there. I love that you're reading that book and nobody's making you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's a good no book. One's ever made it. I have read, I read a lot of books and, and um, no one's ever made me read a book. Um, <laughs> and if they tried, I probably wouldn't. So um, but that's a whole nother story. What would be your top recommendation on books for a job seeker? Ooh. Um, that's a great question. You know, there's certainly books, um, about mindset, right. And I think that's, that's an important part of, of being a job seeker, right? Because, you know, whether you're a salesperson or a job seeker, there's a lot of similarities and, 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 and one of the similarities is rejection, right? And so, you know, how do you take that and, and use that for fuel? So, you know, books on mindset, uh, Hey, there's a great book by, um, I think it's, uh, Carol Zweck called Dweck. mindset. Dweck. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Zweck. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I'm forgetting the author's name, but the book is called grit. That's a, that's another really good one. I, I have not uh, read that one, but I know of it. Yeah. Um, 
drawing a blank. I could, without picking up my phone and looking at my my list of uh, audibles and my library on, uh, uh, I don't know if I'll remember. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on one of my favorite authors, Adam. Adam Grant. Adam Grant, yes, who <laughs> I've met. I, I actually hired him to speak to, uh, to our group at Keller Williams. Um, if you ever and, hire him yeah. again, invite your pal Casey. <laughs> I will. I will do that. Um, he's a great guy and, and a phenomenal thinker and author. And um, anything he writes, I would. I would read. Absolutely, absolutely. We could sit here and talk about books all day. Um, one more question before we get to our VIP questions. And we, we kind of talked about how we met at a networking group, right? Um, how important do you think networking is for someone? I don't care what career they're in, any career. How important do you think networking is? And what advice would you give someone who's never networked before? You know, um, don't, the advice would be just don't overcomplicate it, right? Um, uh, you know, meeting, networking is just meeting people. And, and, you know, you don't need to turn it into something bigger than that. Like for some people, it comes very easy and very natural. Um, you know, uh, I can tell you for me, it, it, it doesn't, and it didn't, I'm very introverted, I'm very, I'm shy by nature. Um, so the thought of going to a networking event, um, uh, is not, <laughs> not high on my list. Um, yet I know the importance of it and. And I can do it. I can do anything for a period of time. If I had to do a lot of it, you know, it would be exhausting for me because I don't get energy from those type of things. I, it takes energy for me to do those things. But if someone's very sociable, you know, if you're if you if you're naturally that way, then take advantage of your natural gifts and, and use it for networking. And if you're not, just understand it's it's part of it's part of how things get done, right? It's part of how connections get made. And you never know what's going to come out of it. I would. I would oftentimes be invited to things. And my first thought is I don't want to go. And, <laughs> and I would ultimately go. And my mindset would be, all right, something good will come of this. I don't know what, but something good will come of this. And, and I would go in with that, that mindset. And sure enough, there's always good things. Um, hey, when I came to speak to the group in, in North Dallas, I, I really didn't want to do that. I, I don't consider myself a speaker. Um, I'm not a professional speaker by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, and it was, I didn't really know what the group was or anything else, but I had some, uh, well, you know, Bill, um, you know, he's a very engaging human being, uh, very genuine. We had some great conversations and I just got to the point where I couldn't say no. And once I decided that I was going, then I decided, Hey, I'm going to make the most of this and I'll. I'll give what I can to everyone there and, and hopefully good things will come out of it. And look at now, here we are getting to talk on a podcast. Yeah, I know. Good thing. Great things came out of it. So I love our <laughs> success North Dallas family. You know, um, every month I so look forward to it. Um, and sometimes I dread it just because I'm the one putting everything together for it. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so much work. <laughs> and lots of late nights the night before. But anyway, okay. So tell me the name of... Tell us the name of your book again. The book is called Dominant Thoughts. Uh, your things grow where your minds go. Uh, mm. You can find it on Amazon or dominantthoughts.com. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's see what your dominant thoughts are as I ask you our VIP questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
If you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Ooh. All right, the people part is a lot easier. Um, I um, I could bring three of them. So I bring my I bring bring my wife and um, and either a couple of my friends or a couple um, a, a husband and wife, um, you know, good friends that we have. And you know, those are you know your good friends are the ones where you know when the going gets tough, those are the people that you want around you. And I you know. If I was the first one colonizing Mars, I have a feeling it might not be the easiest thing to do. <laughs> um, as far as the things I'd want to bring with me, okay, putting assuming that like this the the things necessary to live were were already there, like you know food and oxygen and and water. Um, ah, that's such a good question, and obviously one that I've never considered. Um, well, it's three I'd wanna, things I'd or people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the people part's the easy part for me because I know, I know um, who the people are that that I like to spend time with. That you know, again, the people that give me energy versus take energy, and and the people I care about. And I know care about me a lot. So that's that's always the easy part. The things would be, you know, things for us to do to <laughs> to, to to keep us keep us from going crazy. Absolutely. Okay. Next question. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Oh, there's a couple things. Um, so I, I, I stretch and I exercise every morning, um, no matter what, no matter where. And um, those are those are a couple things. I another thing I do is the night before, I get really clear on what my next day is going to be and, and make sure I'm prepared for the next day. So. Those are the those are the couple of quick things that that help me have a successful day. I think those are very important things to do myself. So I agree with that. Um, if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? If my if my if your I life's the first work. Part. If, well, maybe. Um, wow. It would either be um, the story of an overachiever uh, or, um, yeah, he did it right. Mm, I like that. I like that. How do people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Uh, you can, um, I have a website, chrisheller.co, uh, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, but I don't spend much time on TikTok. But Ooh, TikTok. any of the social media, <laughs> yeah, any of the social media platforms, you can uh, reach out to me, and I'm happy to happy to answer any questions or help with anything that I could be helpful with. You're very responsive on LinkedIn. I've found. Yeah, um, like a lot of business gets done on on these social platforms and in the real estate business, the real estate industry especially. So it's it's a uh, it's it's part of part of our our ecosystem. Same here. Well, Chris, thank you so much for all that you do, for coming to be a speaker at Success North Dallas and for joining us on the We Are VIP podcast. And I just have one last thing to say to you. You are a VIP. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for today. 
Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.